seat. It's good to be here with all of you this morning. Let's give a quick hand for Branson Sage this morning, leading in our service in such a big capacity like this. Today is Senior Sunday, and I also just want to give a quick hand for the rest of our seniors. This morning we were doing a senior blessing during our class time, and the word that just kept coming up over and over again was how much these seven individuals are leaders in this church and in our youth group. Sage and Brantz were up front here today, but these men and women are extraordinary leaders, and they're going to make, they've made an impact here at Lake Oma, and they're going to make an impact wherever they go in their life. So let's go ahead and give all seven of them a hand as well. Once again, it's good to be here with all of you today. If you're visiting, my name is Austin Peace. I'm the youth and worship minister here this morning. So if you were coming to hear a good sermon, you might not get one. I'm a youth minister. I'm not a preacher. And so I'll do my best to deliver a good sermon this morning. No promises. I don't do this very often, but I'm glad to be here with all of you today. Like I said, Senior Sunday today, we're celebrating seven awesome individuals and their accomplishments this year and just throughout the rest of their 18, 19 years of life here on this earth. It's so cool to watch them. Me and Abby didn't get the privilege to watch them grow up here, but many of y'all got to watch them grow up here and how awesome it is to get to celebrate them today. I want to go ahead and just make another quick reminder from 1 to 3 p.m. today, we're having a celebration for these seniors in the parking lot. Um, If you don't have plans, please come see these seniors, talk to their families. It's going to be a great time of fellowship. If you have plans, cancel those plans. Come to this. This is going to be awesome. We have cake. We'll have punch. We have way too much cake. Abby and I are still in our sort of first year of ministry, so we're still figuring out how to buy food for everybody. So please come eat some cake, drink some punch. It's going to be an awesome time together. As I was thinking about Senior Sunday today, I was reminiscing on when I graduated from high school myself. Um, I remember there was 10 of us seniors that lived in this little subdivision. I'm from Houston, and we lived, there was 10 of us that lived in this subdivision together. And we all graduated. Our families moved into this neighborhood about the same time as each other. And so we quite literally grew up together. I I spent my entire 18 years, first 18 years of my life with these individuals, with their families. And I remember on the, the day of graduation, all of our moms made us go out to the bus stop where we stood every single day for probably until we got driver's license, really. And they made us take a picture in our cap and gowns at the bus stop where all of us kind of formed these friendships and formed these things. And I remember the post that my mom posted on Facebook for that. And all it said was, it takes a village. It takes a village. For those of you that have been parents or are parents, I'm sure that you know that phrase, it takes a village. You know, there are other people in your, in your children's lives raising your teens. And when I think about this church, when I think about what the mission of the church is, it is that we're raising up individuals to go out into the world to make more followers of Christ. And what a beautiful thing that is. I don't think we realize just how great that is. It's, it's, it's a miracle, really. We are getting to witness seven individuals, four of which grew up, spent their entire life here at this church, grow up and go out into the world Wherever that may be, whether that be here in Mustang, whether that be um, across the world, they're going out, and it's because of this church. It's because of this church. And so I just want to share a quick message with you. It's not anything fancy. It's nothing fancy. Um, It's just a timeless message, something that I think 
is a good reminder to be aware of as we go throughout our Christian walk <coughs> together. How many of you know what this is right here? Do we all know? This is a track baton. And what are track baton? What kind of races are track batons used in? A relay race, right? You know, they're what's handed off to one another over and over and over again in a relay. You can't have a relay race without a baton. And so I want to go back and read the verse that Jeff just read for us. Hebrews 12, verse 1. And I want you guys to pay special attention to the very beginning of this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race set before us. You know, this is a verse that we use all the time, especially when we're talking about this race. A lot of the times uh, we, we use this idea of, of a track race. And so something that's really cool about this verse is what comes before this verse. It's not up there on the screen, but in chapter 11 of Hebrews, if you've ever read Hebrews, you know that chapter 11 is one of the most famous chapters in the Bible. It's known as faith in action. And basically what we get to see is these heroes of Israel listed listed over and over again. We get to see names like Moses, Abraham, David, and just praising them for the faith that they had and continued to have throughout their life. And then in this, this very next chapter, in the very, very first verse, the first word there is therefore. Now transition words are important in the Bible. They're one of the most important things that you have to pay attention to when reading the Bible. And so when you see a transition word like therefore, you have to ask, what is it therefore? And it's therefore this transition from chapter 11 to chapter 12. This talking about these heroes of faith, these people that have walked before these, the audience that, that the writer of Hebrews is addressing here. And it's transitioning into saying that since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, we are to run the race like they ran the race. Now, I think a lot of the times when we think about this verse, we view it as an individual sprint. We think about it as our leg of the race and nothing else matters, especially in our Western culture. It kind of becomes all about us. It becomes about us. But when we look at this, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, we get to see that there are others that have come before us. And that leads us to assume that there are others coming after us. This isn't just a sprint. This isn't just a race that we are running alone. This is a relay race that we're running together. I think a lot of the times when we forget, we can, we, we can easily forget that this is a race that is not, that we're running with other people. And we're supposed to be handing this baton of faith off to each other. It's a divine relay, not an individual sprint. Now, I want to talk about exchange zones for a second. In track, there is a 1.9 second, about a 20 meter span where you can hand off the exchange, hand off this baton to the next person. The exchange zone is easily the most important part of a relay race. In, in the race, there's, there are countless rules that go in to, to this exchange zone. It is the most important part of the relay race. And so to kind of illustrate that to you, today, I want us to take a journey back and look at the 2000 Olympics in Australia, Sydney, Australia. 
So coming into this, we have the United States women's 4 by 100 relay team. If any of you guys remember this, I was only two, so I don't really remember it. But reading about this race and the history behind it, it's so fascinating. You know, coming into this race, the United States women's 4 by 100 relay team had won 9 of 16 gold medals in the previous 16 Olympics. They're dominant. They're the best in the world, and that didn't change for this Olympics. They're supposed to come in, sweep the thing. I mean, and going into it, you know, at the start of the race, they were easily ahead. But coming into the second exchange, going on from the second runner to the third runner, there was a mistake. You know, that baton, it wasn't dropped. It was handed off, but it was sloppy. They had to slow down. They had to grab the baton. And because of that, two other countries passed them and ended up getting gold and silver. The United States women's ended up getting bronze in this Olympics. And that's still pretty good. That's, that's something to be proud of. But they should have won, except they messed the exchange up. So let's go to the next Olympics, the 2004 Olympics in Athens, Greece. Same thing, same thing. United States women's 4x100 relay team, one of the best in the world, supposed to win it easily. But as one of the runners is coming in to hand off the baton, she's running a little bit slower than she usually does. She's running a little bit slower. In, in a quick sprint like this, going at top speed, it's all about timing. And so the timing was a little bit off. So the runner that was supposed to take the baton took off a little bit sooner than she should have. And it's really heartbreaking because you can see the runner as she's like trying to reach to give the baton to the next girl. You can see her yelling, please slow down, please slow down. And the girl just couldn't hear over the adrenaline. I don't know if it was the adrenaline or the crowd noise, but the baton was actually handed off too late. You know, there's this 20 meter zone where they're allowed to hand off this baton and the baton was handed outside of that zone. So we have two Olympics in a row where the United States women are supposed to win this race. And in the first Olympics, they managed to get bronze. In this Olympics, they, just, they were just disqualified. They broke the rules. So let's go to the 2008 Olympics in Beijing. Same story once again. United States women's 4 by 100 relay team. One of the best in the world. Supposed to win it easily again. Best on paper. Best in the world championships. Winning it over and over again. But as they come into one of the exchanges, the runner fumbled the baton and it fell to the ground, rolled, and they had to pick it back up and they didn't place. Once again, a messed up exchange. So let's go to the 2012 Olympics. We're just going in order here. We're just going in order. You're getting a history lesson about this women's relay team. Finally in London, this team, once again, the best in the world, best on paper. They finally managed to win that gold medal. They finally managed to redeem themselves after all of this time. And do you know why they managed to do that? They were the best in the world. They're the world-class sprinters. But they managed to win because the exchanges were seamless. There was not a missed baton. There was no slowing down. It was all about momentum. They just kept getting that momentum. They never stopped. And they ended up being able to win this race by a long shot. And it was so, so cool to watch. You know, after all these years of heartbreak, we finally get to see that they win this race. And it's all because of this seamless exchange. And when I think about this exchange zone in our Christian race and our divine relay with one another, 
exchange zones are so important. Exchange zones matter. You know, when we're not able to love when we're supposed to love, when we're not able to serve when we're supposed to serve, when we're not able to be the church when we're supposed to be the church, a lot of the times we'll miss that handoff. We'll fumble that baton. We'll mess it up. We've got seven awesome individuals here today who are prime examples of what at least a good handoff looks like. We've got seven of them here. Senior Sunday is a reminder of how important this divine relay is. And so I want to share with you just a little bit of encouragement, just how important this handing off of the baton is. I think that a lot of the times we, we, we talk about this next generation. I, I wrote next generation here, but it's more than just the next generation. You know, when we're thinking about this handing off of the baton, it's not just to the next generation. It's to our generation. You know, God put us on this, he plucked us out of eternity. I don't, if you've seen Soul, maybe it looks like that movie Soul where they just all in this little universe together waiting to jump into the world once they earn their personalities or whatever it is. But for whatever reason, God plucked us out of our world, of, of wherever we come from, and put us here on this earth for this generation of people that we are around today. You know, in this past year, we got to see how highlighted this world is and how imperfect it is. We got to see the disunity. We got to see the anger. We got to see the chaos. We got to see the illness. We got to see all of it. And the world needs more people that are willing to carry this baton proudly, this baton of faith, if you will, and being able to pass it on to each other being able to pass it on to one another over and over and over again, just like these seniors have. It's not just the next generation, it's each other. You know, if we go out into our communities, we need to be ready to carry this baton of faith into our community here in Mustang and Yukon and Tuttle and Oklahoma City and the United States of America and hand it off to the people that need to have that baton handed off to them. We need to be able to go into our schools ready to hand these batons off. We need to be ready to go into a restaurant where we may only have 30 seconds with somebody and be looking to hand that baton off to somebody else. And you know, it's not just this idea of evangelism that matters. It's also discipleship. You know, it's coming alongside one another and encouraging one another, passing off are um, just this ideas and discipling one another. It's taking somebody alongside. If you're a leader of a ministry here at Lake Oma, pulling somebody in with you and saying, let me show you how to do this. It's walking alongside one another and encouraging one another. That is passing the baton of faith on to each other and just how important that is. And you guys might be sitting here thinking, you know, I am doing that. I'm doing that. And I would argue that we are. Lake Oma Church is a, is a place where the baton of faith is being handed off over and over and over and over again. We have visitors here every week. That's evident that they're being invited by people. There are people here that did not grow up in the church that are here because somebody at this church handed that baton of faith off to them and brought them here. But I also think it's important to be doing a heart check. We need to do a heart check. In youth group, we talk about this phrase all the time, making sure that we're in the right. A lot of us are passing this baton of faith off. A lot of us are practicing evangelism. A lot of us are practicing 
discipleship. But I want to show you just how important doing these things are in being aware of the impact that we have in our world as Christians. This is one of the saddest, and I'm sorry that we're going to make it sad, but this is one of the saddest phrases of Scripture I think that there is in the Bible. It comes from Judges 2, 7 through 10. Let me read this for us. And the people served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him and who had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel. Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110 and they buried him in the land of inheritance at timnath Harris in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gash. After that whole generation had been gathered to their fathers, another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. You might ask, why is it important? Why does it matter that we're doing these things? Why does it matter that we're going out into our community, sharing the gospel? Why does it matter that we're pulling each other aside, discipling one another, showing each other the way it's supposed to be and encouraging one another? Why does this matter? We get to see the story of Joshua right here, the end of his life. And if you know the story of Joshua, you know that Joshua is one of two people that got to enter the promised land after being enslaved in Egypt. You know, we get to see him come from slavery, watch the plagues. We get to watch him cross the Red Sea. We get to watch him watch Moses come down with the Ten Commandments, break the Ten Commandments. We get to watch Joshua and his generation be fed and provided for 40 years by God with manna falling from the sky. Could you imagine that? Just food falling from the sky when you're in need of that? Joshua got to witness that. Joshua got to witness, got to watch and walk across the Jordan River. Joshua got to walk around the walls of Jericho and his generation walk around the wall of Jericho and watch it fall. We get to see all of the battles that, this, that Joshua is able to lead and this generation of people are able to lead. And we get to see just how God provides for this generation. And yet at the end here, after Joshua and this generation pass away, we get to see that another generation rises up and they don't know God. We get to see that... Um, we get to see that in, in the rest of Judges, it's just a continual dropped baton over and over and over and over again. And so while Lake Homa Church is doing a wonderful job at reaching our communities, I want to encourage and remind us that we don't want to miss that handoff, that we don't want to miss the baton. We don't want to miss that opportunity to love. We don't want to miss that opportunity to serve. We don't want to miss the opportunity to be the church. We don't want to miss that opportunity in our school. We don't want to miss that opportunity in our workplace. We don't want to miss that opportunity here with each other. This opportunity to say, here you go. Tag, you're it. Come alongside of me. We don't want to miss those opportunities. Now, some of us may be sitting here this morning and thinking, you know, I've dropped the baton before. I've missed that exchange. I missed it. Maybe it was with a child. Maybe it was with a coworker. Maybe it was with a friend. Maybe it was just an opportunity to encourage somebody and you missed that. 
Maybe you are sitting here this morning and you are the person that dropped the baton. Maybe you were carrying the baton for some of the leg of the race and you decided you're done with the baton. You just threw it off to the side and walked off the track. I saw a video of somebody running a relay the other day and it was, I think it was like a lineman fellow, a bigger fellow running against these sprinters and he just walked off the track, just gave up. Maybe some of us have done that. Maybe that's what it's looked like. But I want to remind you of something. A dropped baton is not the end of the race. I want to read with you rule number 12 of the United States track rulebook. It says, The baton shall be carried throughout the race. If dropped, it shall be recovered by the athlete who dropped it. He or she may leave the assigned lane to retrieve the baton, provided no other runner is impeded, and providing that by doing so, the distance to be covered is not lessened. A dropped baton is not the end of the race. This race that we're running also doesn't only have one baton. It's endless batons. If you've ever seen the Mary Poppins bag, you just keep pulling them out. You just keep pulling batons out of the bag over and over and over again. And you continue to pass them on, whether it be through evangelism, whether it be through discipleship. One mess up is not the end. There are still so many other people who need to hear this gospel message. Children that need to be raised up in the Lord. People that don't know Christ. People that do know Christ, but just need to be discipled. There's still so many other opportunities to hand another baton off. To make that exchange seamless. We get to see that United States women's relay team. You know, they dropped it over and over and over again, but they finally won the gold medal. They finally were able to do it because they kept trying. They kept practicing and they kept pushing on. A dropped baton is not the end of the race. And so I want to end our time together today by reading you the first few verses of 2 Timothy chapter 2. It says, You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you had heard from me in the presence of many witness Witnesses and trust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. We need to be passing this baton of faith off to other people. We need to be discipling other people. We need to be ready to do this. And this message is a timeless one. It's, it's nothing new. It's something that you have heard over and over and over again. Our, our message at Lake Home is love God, serve others, make disciples. That's literally all this is. It's not, it's not an in-depth, it's not a complicated message. But it's a timeless reminder that we need to continue to be passing these batons of faith off over and over and over again because we get to see seven individuals stand before us and be witnesses of that. Some of you may have dropped the baton, like I said. We're going to have some elders in the back that are going to be here to talk to you if, you'd like to be, if you would like that. I'm going to go ahead and say a prayer for us. We do not have a closing song this morning. We're going to go straight into a video of the seniors um, here, and then we'll honor our seniors um, together um, here. We'll pat, we have some Bibles and some batons to give to them. Um, so let me pray for us real quick, and then we'll watch this video together and celebrate these seniors together. God, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity to be here this morning as a church family. God, I pray that... I'm so thankful for a church that is so focused on evangelism, so focused on discipleship, God. Um, but God, I pray that we can just continue to be better. 
You know, God, I pray that we don't sit back like the people in Joshua and enjoy the fruits of our labor. I pray that we continue passing these batons off, continue to work on these handoffs. And God, I pray that others come to know you and come to know you better because of this church. God, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. He's coming on the clouds. Kings and kingdoms will bow down. And every chain will break as broken hearts declare.
So we're going to go ahead and enter.